When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day so far and an amazing week. And if you are new here on the podcast, hi, my name is Carolina, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in for this week's guest episode. I had the pleasure of having Daniela come on the podcast. Daniela is a founder of Cosmic Latte, which is a amazing brand on Instagram that is for the spiritually curious and the creatively driven Cosmic Latte approaches spirituality and mysticism from a very inclusive and fresh lens and Daniela just throws out all of the spiritual jargon out the window and that way her content can be playful, inquisitive, and also just out of this world. She is so cool. She has an amazing energy. We hopped on Zoom and met for the first time and immediately clicked and we ended up staying on zoom for almost two hours after we finished recording because we vibed so much and this episode is extra fun and special because i had daniela essentially read my chart for a portion of the episode so she had not seen my chart before and she just took a look at it in the moment and gave all her hot takes so you guys are gonna get a very raw and vulnerable and real view into my chart which is really fun and so i think you guys will really enjoy it i could not stop laughing the whole time she was just so freaking accurate with everything that she shares and that's one of my favorite things about astrology is that every time i look at my own chart with fresh eyes or i have someone else who knows astrology take a look at my chart and give me their take i always learn something new i always see my chart from a new perspective and i continue down this road of self-awareness and self-knowledge so the episode's really fun we also talk a little bit about how daniela got into astrology how she sees astrology and a lot more so you're in for a treat if you want to check her out on instagram you can find her at the cosmic latte on instagram and on tiktok as well and you can then book readings with her i'll have all her links in the description of the episode and with that said let's dive in if you enjoyed the episode make sure to share it on your story or with a friend tag us both in your stories and if you're feeling inclined a review or a rating is always appreciated So with all of that said, let's dive right in. I'm sure you're going to love it and I'll see you on the other side. (laughs) 
I am here today with Daniela, the founder of Cosmic Latte, and this is the first time we're really getting on the phone to chat, so I'm really excited. And with that said, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Just a little intro about myself. My name is Daniela, like Carolina said, and I am the founder of Cosmic Latte. I'm a self-taught astrologer of four years. But I'm reading my first big girl book that's like really thick. I wish I could. <laughs> it's like that big textbook um, called Planets in Transit. Um, but I've been teaching myself and learning about astrology for a couple years now and founded Cosmic Latte two years ago and actually just like, you know, went for it and went full time. Um, well, not, not like full time, like full time my job, but I want like full speed ahead. I will be going full time soon, just to clarify. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a little bit about Cosmic Latte. It's um, basically a space for anyone who's interested in astrology, but wants it to feel a little bit more approachable, digestible. I feel like it, there's just like so much spiritual jargon being thrown around. So it could be really helpful to have someone not just tell you what's happening, but also how I came to that conclusion, like why it's happening. Like I never just say, hey, this is your horoscope. I say like, oh, this is your horoscope because this is what's happening in the stars here. Like here, let me walk you to it myself. So yes, well, I love it. I yeah. love it. So with Cosmic Latte, do you, you offer readings, right? Is it, can you explain like just the basis of Cosmic Latte? Is it mainly focused on like the content that you share? Do you have other resources for people who want to learn more about their chart? Can you just walk people through that a bit? Yeah. So I've been working on a website for a while now and it's going to be content based. So I want to, you know, be the new cafe astrology. Like I want to pop up as like updated information on like all of the, you know, the planet placements, house placements. And I want there to be like that written content. And then I also want to keep building on like my one-on-one offerings or my group offerings. Like right now I feel like I sit down with people and I tell them about their chart, walk them through it. But I'm also in the midst of developing some sort of program where I'm not just telling people, but I want to teach people how to read their own chart, how to do predictive astrology. Like I want to teach people, yes. you know, just like have those tools themselves. So it's going to yes. be courses and written content and the offerings. That I Amazing. Have. I love that so much. And I love how you do like weekly horoscopes by the moon and you really like explain all the elements like, okay, this is what's happening because this planet's here, or maybe here's what's happening because the moon's in this sign and this is what this sign represents. And I love the idea of being the like modern cafe astrology. I love yeah. that. And it's also funny because my name is Cosmic Latte, but where that name came from is that Cosmic Latte is, you know, it's, it's named after the average color of the universe. So I thought it was really cool because it's like the composite of all the colors that make this like you can look yes. at coffee color. It's like this beige coffee color. I um, love that. Yeah, really the cool. moon dances have been so fun to do because I've always said I want Cosmic Latte to be like reading the morning paper with your coffee and just like seeing what's in the what's going on in the cosmos. So yes. I always get comments that are like, this is, I'm looking forward to this every Monday. Like this is my paper. Like I love looking at this. And I'm like, yeah, like yes. I manifest that energy of like consistency and I'm a cancer moon. So obviously the moon transits are very much affecting me. You're a cancer moon too, which yes. I feel so connected with. Yes. Um, Can you share your big three? Yes. My big three is a Leo sun, cancer moon, Virgo rising. Amazing. 
Okay. And I think when we first DM'd, I was like, I'm getting Gemini Aries cancer. And then I said like one other one, but you have those yeah. in your big or something or something similar. Yeah. I have Aries rising, cancer moon, and then Taurus sun. Taurus sun. Very interesting. Yeah. Are you like cusp or are you just like straight up a Taurus? Zero degrees. Oh, yeah. So, so something we were chatting about before recording is that I would have Danielle, I just like take a look at my chart on the go, like on the spot, no prior look and give some hot takes. So shall we do that now? Since we're on the topic of my chart. Shall putting on Let's- my glasses. I like don't wear my glasses for a lot of recordings because it makes me look like such a Virgo rising. And I want to <laughs> I'll embrace the Leo for just like a little bit. <laughs> But I love the combination of the three, you know? I love it. Okay, here's Um, a chart. Let's open it up. Very, very interesting. Um, (laughs) So you've got your Aries rising. Love that for you. Um, Cancer moon in the fourth house. That's very cute. And then Gemini Venus. Red flag right there for me. No. Okay, so from the first just glance at it, like I love talking about Cancer Moon. So I feel like that's a great segue from the Moon Transits Guide. But basically for everyone listening, um, everything in astrology basically has a rulership of it. Like the moon rules Cancer, the sun rules Leo. I've got my son in Leo. Um, You know, Mercury rules Gemini. And then these planets have like an intense influence on the zodiac signs. And then when you have that placement in your chart, it really amplifies it. Mm-hmm. So to have a cancer moon, and I think to have just a cancer sun or rising means that you're really influenced by the ebbing and flowing of different energy that's going on. You know, like it's like the moon is cyclical, always changing lunar phases, always changing zodiac signs. Cancer in the big three is very cyclical, especially cancer moons. So like I always describe cancer moons as like cat energy. I don't, you don't even have to like cats to understand the cat energy, but it's like hot and cold. Like, you know, when you pet a cat sometimes and it's like, thank you so much like keep petting me and then you pet a cat like the same way five minutes later and they're like hissing and clawing at you (laughs) that is cancer moon energy like everyone thinks of cancer is like oh she's you know soft she's the mom friend so nurturing like that absolutely is not the vibe what i think happens is it, it like depends on your inner rhythm so you know sometimes you you know, I don't know. I feel like cancer goes between the extremes. Like sometimes you're really needy and you need a lot of people and you're over relying on them. Like the classic, you know, clingy cancer moon energy that I, I'm so needy. I accept it. But then also sometimes I feel like cancer moon clamps up and is like, no one can help me. Like I'm on my own. Everyone is up. Like, like I'm up against it. It's like very prickly. Yeah. So just for goes sure. back and forth between the two. Like don't and talk I, to me. Exactly. And like, I'm dating a Leo moon. Who's just wait, me too. Wait, really? I yeah. feel like there's something going on there. Maybe they're maybe that really attracts to each other. But yeah. I'm curious to hear like the sun and rising of who you're dating too. But you know, as you can attest, like a Leo moon is like, how can I cheer this person up? And they don't understand what exactly you're feeling, but they're like, let me help you help help me help you. And we're just like, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it always changes what you want. So like sometimes, you know, I say I want space. And I actually want someone to bike over and give me a pint of ice cream and cuddle me and be there. So yeah. I say I want space in the exact same way. Like there is no tone change, but I actually want space. And it's offensive <laughs> that someone is not listening because I want to be independent with my fire. 
Yes. Then it's like, I say, I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to talk about it. So you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta respect my boundaries or I could say, I don't want to talk about it, but I want you to ask me 50 times on the 51st time I was actually going to tell you that you stopped asking so I'm salty. Like that yeah. is cancer energy. It's like, you want to talk about it and then you feel blocked by it and you just like want someone to keep asking you like, or you just like, you don't even know what you want. And it just can feel like so contradictory at times. And literally it's like, okay, let's try this button. Let's try, you know, let's do this. Like, it's like so inconsistent. So it's, it's so true. It's so true. I definitely feel like I'm like very sensitive and I'm also like, my mood can change like within the matter of hours. Yes. And you know, when your mood changes, you got to take yourself home. Like, you know, those people who are like girls night out with the girls, we're going to go get drinks and we're going to go to the club. And I'm going to feel better. You need to take yourself home. If you go, you can't fake a good mood. Like you are actually angsty or irritable or moody. There's no, like, there's no tricking people. Like some people can just like be in a bad mood and like ride it out, do the thing. You need to like be in a vacuum, like no sound. Yeah. You don't want to hear your own voice. You don't want to hear anyone else. You don't want to be around any stimulus. You just want to be alone. And it's in your fourth house of home and family. So you like to spend time at home. Like you are a homebody. Yeah. Your Aries rising is tricking people. Like people meet you when you're like in your Aries energy. And they're like, she's an extrovert. She wants to go party all the time. Like she's so much fun. And you're like, no, I actually am a Taurus cancer moon like I need to be at home for like 90% of the time so yes it's so true and when I'm in New York especially I'm super extroverted and I'm all the time making social plans and then I get home to my like family's home in Florida and I'm like I don't want to talk to anyone I have a theory on this I went down a really crazy rabbit hole actually it's not that crazy but like I was thinking about how you know how like you know, you can look up your pet's birth chart. You can look up your birth chart. You can, I looked up Cosmic Latte's birth chart and it's really cute of the similarities that we have with it. Like, you know, yes. when business actually incorporated. Um, you can look up the birth chart of cities. So yes. I was like, what's Chicago? And I looked it up and it was like something like Leo, Sun, Sagittarius, Moon, Sagittarius, Rising. I was like, what, what is going on there? And then I was like, what's New York? Because I grew up close to New York. And there's like that hustle culture there. But it's a and cancer, no? New York is a Cancer rising. I don't know what that really means though, but the Taurus sun Capricorn moon, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's like Taurus sun is like, you know, you want things to be nice. You want to try all the good food, be bougie. Like, you know, like I feel like restaurants are the biggest thing in New York. The Capricorn moon is doing the most. Like, I feel like that's why people when they live there are like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing things at all times. Hustle culture, everyone's doing all these things. We gotta, we gotta like, you know. The opposite of my Cancer moon. Yeah. And your cancer moon is like, wait, we don't want like Capricorn moons in the natal chart, like feel guilty spending, like doing things without an output, like doing self-care and then there's no tangible output or like you feel like you have to like be ahead of the game and in competition and like productivity. Your cancer moon does not need that. Your cancer moon needs to just like live more intuitively. Like basically you have to live to a different rhythm than other people. Like, yeah. I think like you realize this in the TikToks that you post and just like the, the messages that you share, but you have to basically realize that every week looks different. Like last week, you could have seen three people after work. This week, you just want to be in a cocoon and you don't want to talk to anyone. And the next week, you know, maybe you want high intensity movement. Then the next week after that, you want lower intensity. Your Aries rising could be really mad at yourself when you're like, get really excited with your passion projects that you start and abandon several times. And you're like, I'm going to do Pilates five times a week. And then you do it like 
for two weeks and you're like, I can't do it. And everyone's like, do it for one time a week and see how you feel. And you're like, nope, all or nothing. Like you're I'm all done. or nothing for now. <laughs> no, literally, literally yeah. calling me out. Like I definitely feel that like all or nothing mentality is something yeah. I'm like finding shades of gray has been hard and also just like finding persistence with like as you said passion projects because yeah. it's really easy for me to feel really excited at the beginning of things and then to not follow through sometimes yeah like I think that Aries rising like Aries in general like relies a lot on passion over motivation so sorry now passion motivation over discipline that makes more sense <laughs> so it's like you need <laughs> I was like what is the difference between those two but the passion motivation is what fuels you. So you have no trouble starting things. Like it's a self-starting cardinal sign, but then it's really hard to like keep it going at times. Also, you have to, you don't really account for the varying levels for your cancer moon. So it could just be like, you're like, I'm running a half marathon, but there's like one week that you just need gentle movement. And you don't need to run. Like, it just really depends on the week. So I almost feel like long-term really strenuous things like aren't the move for you and maybe you realize that now and you rather than have a diet eat intuitively or you don't do everything the same every week you kind of have like weeks that you do more like yoga and some weeks you run like it kind of changes mm-hmm. um, for yeah. sure biggest thing for cancer moon and aries together definitely yeah i have more to say but is there any part of your chart that you're like i want to hear yes so um i, I remember you made I think it was a story post or maybe it was a TikTok about, mm-hmm. oh, when I see people's charts and their MCs and then I always say like, oh, this is what you're doing, but this is what you would want to be doing. Mm-hmm. I kind of want you to do that with me. That's so funny because everyone references that TikTok since like, since I posted it, like I have so many readings that are people are like, okay, I want to hear about like what I'm meant to be doing. And like, I just talked to someone this morning and I described what I thought that they would be doing based on their chart. And they're like, I've always wanted to do that, but I'm not doing that. And then we talked about what the best way to like get to that stage would be. For you, I believe you have a Capricorn Midheaven. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this is I feel like, well, one, you've got your Chiron and Sagittarius and you've got some Sagittarius placements where I feel like you're always trying to find the purpose of what you're doing. Like you're you're like Chiron and Sagittarius is the wound of belief and just like I feel like you're always like we're on a floating rock like what am I doing with my life I need to do this or you're like what's the point of this like it's so hard for you to just like do a nine to five or to like randomly like follow some sort of like code of like how to live your life because you you just want to like search for the purpose and meaning you go through a lot of existential crises maybe in life life. um I feel like also a lot of Chiron and Sagittarius people like grew up with a very specific religion and then they grew up and they were like, oh, spirituality. Oh, Buddhism. Oh, there's other, like you start like exploring things. You definitely love like exploring different religions and philosophy as a concept. I feel like that's what's asking like, the like, tell me about what I should be doing question. It's not your Capricorn Midheaven. I feel like it's your Sagittarius. It's like, where, like, where should I be going? Like, what's the purpose behind what I'm doing? But for the Capricorn Midheaven, what I've noticed is this midheaven just like wants to work and be productive. I've seen Capricorn midheavens do so many different things and it depends on the rest of the chart. So some Capricorn midheavens are entrepreneurs. Like I've seen, you're gonna love this, I guess it really relates to you, but I've seen like an Aries sign with the Capricorn midheaven who like had their own fitness 
company like that they started on Instagram and then have had like in-person clients. I talked to someone yesterday uh-huh. who had an Aries Midheaven and I was like, now I know you have a fitness studio. And she was like, yes, I do. So it's like Aries is really into fitness and then Capricorn Midheaven wants to be like an entrepreneur in some way or like have their own business or be in the business world. Um, but you could also just really like being part of an organization. Like I know so many Capricorn Midheavens who are in the finance world, business, like doing, or even like real estate, like basically Cap is trying to secure the bag. So you're going to do anything that, you know, <laughs> is going to be successful. But I, I do feel like the Aries rising combines in a way that you have to be doing something that excites you, that you're passionate about, and that also you're your own boss or you have flexibility in your schedule. I don't know. <laughs> Autonomy. No, but it, it's so true. Like you need to like build your own hours or you won't do it. Like you can't do the nine to five where you like go in, sit at a desk, like look at a picture of your dog if you have one and then like go home. Your Aries rising needs to be like working more than the average person for three days and then lying in your bed for one and then like going for a walk. And, like you just need to do different things every day. So literally I almost crying of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have nothing to say that's in disagreement with that. Like it's all, it's all resonating. Okay. It's all completely true. I feel like Ever since I graduated college, like I went into like a big corporation and like I've tried really, I studied business, I studied marketing and communication, but I was in the business school and I was in Wharton, which is like very like work hard, play hard vibes, but um, very focused on securing the bag. And I feel like for a really long time, I was like, okay, I need to do this in a nine to five scenario where it's like, okay, the bag is secured in a, in a predictable way but then coming into these environments like I've definitely been faced with a lot of like oh but actually what I really value is autonomy oh actually what I really value is like creating my own schedule and like building my own thing and growing my like my own business because basically like ever since I graduated I've had my business like the Harry Louis lifestyle as a business and then like a a full-time job and it's been like the equation for burnout. So I'm currently like literally as of today, like I've just been really working out how I can be able to build my own business in a way that's more balanced for me, but also that gives me that level of like autonomy with my time. And I like I was reading about Capricorn Midheaven and was talking a lot about like rebelling against authority as well. And I definitely like resonated a little bit with that. And I and I really like how you tied in the Chiron because not a lot of astrologers that I've worked with have tied in Chiron into the career aspect. I, I definitely feel like it so relates to a lot of what we're talking about because you want to feel like what you're doing has a higher purpose with the Chiron that you do have. And you have a lot of like questioning, like you definitely just have so many, like, I don't know. I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast and it was so existentialist. I was going for a walk and it was like, she was spiraling. It was a really old one. And mm-hmm. I was like, got a Chiron and Sagittarius, doesn't she? And I like looked up her chart and she had so much Gemini, so much Sagittarius, which is already existentialist. And she had the Chiron and Sagittarius. It's like this universal like panic of like, what am I doing with my life? Like I need to have, I need Constantly. to like something. And I think it fuels your spiritual journey. Like I feel like you talk a lot about spirituality. Um, yes. I definitely feel like it's coming from there, especially cause it's in the ninth house. That's exactly. So and like Pluto there too. So I feel like Pluto and Sag as well, combined with the Chiron, it's like 
definitely I think the last year and a half where there was all the eclipses in Sagittarius and um and Gemini and then this week we had our full moon in Sag and it was the first full moon where I like got so much clarity out of what I want to do and career wise and like things that I'm passionate about and I think it was just really interesting that it all came through on the full moon in Sag in particular as well yeah definitely I think that I don't know I feel like it's I totally see you going full-time you know and and like working for yourself but I think that it takes a while and like all of these full moon moments and like eclipses and everything like help us see the clarity and move us towards the long-term vision like I I see it I see the long-term vision for Cosmic Latin like I'm moving towards it I just think that the hardest part I think for fire signs like Aries and Leo myself is that you want it to like you want it now now you're like I want it yesterday and you just want to like do it or you don't trust that it'll exist unless you like fully force it to happen it's really hard to like think about the long-term vision so I feel like you have to trust that it will happen but it just like takes a while to build that sort of like empire of of doing things like you your area just like quit your job and see what happens but like you don't actually want to do that because you're scared yeah because Um, I'm like my Taurus son is like but security (laughs) exactly and I think what's interesting too that maybe came up free during the full moon but I feel like for Taurus the full moon was all about the eighth house of like death rebirth transformation intimacy bonds like stuff could have come up in a personal way but I also noticed that when I had an eighth house season it was like in March it was like I was being confronted with old aspects of myself that were holding me back in my business that I had to let go of which was like staying really busy and being really stressed out and multitasking being like this hyper stressed version of myself like I had not done that for so long I became that and then I was like I'm just like my mother right now why am I doing this and I was like oh okay it's like this is what I need to clear because my business has to be more intuitive in a cancer moon way versus like, I don't know. Yes. I, feel like I, I, I lost the creativity by being so rigid about how I was thinking about things. For so sure. things might come up for you now or after the full moon that just show you what might, what you might be able to let go of before you move forward into full time. I think so. Yeah. I definitely felt like this moon, it definitely emphasized like both my parents actually told me that they felt like I was having a hard time separating work from life. Like Mm -hmm. almost like that Capricorn energy that we were talking about earlier. Like if I was sitting down at the dinner table, I would just be elsewhere in my mind, like worrying Mm -hmm. about things or thinking about business. And then also just like not fully decompressing from my phone and Mm -hmm. just like falling to old habits where like I used to be super good about not touching my phone in the beginning of the day and before bed. And then I kind of like fell back on that habit. So just like made me realize a lot of aspects of, myself that like I was referring to old ways as well so just kind of shifting that energy and also realizing like what I maybe would need to let go of in order to then commit more time to working on my business yeah I think it's like so important for creators to realize that like I don't know I heard this quote that was like you know I quit my nine to five now I work 24 seven and I was like shoot like did I did I do like am I doing that and I think it's so hard to separate like, you know, your life from when you should be relaxing when you're, you know, owning your own business or like putting things on social media. And I also feel like it's like like very Capricorn midheaven energy to feel like you always need to be productive. And it's hard to just be like, 
it's, it's hard to think of rest as productive when you're leaning into the Capricorn energy. But I think that the most flowing thing to do is to lean into the Cancer because I was reading this article and it was basically saying how the girl boss era is dead. And when I think of girl boss, I think of Leo, I think of Aries, I think of like, you know, Capricorn. I think of the signs that are like doing a million things at once, trying to be a girl boss. And I just realized like, I don't want to be a girl boss. There is a more intuitive flowing way to work through business. But Capricorn, for example, is ruled by Saturn. I really think of the patriarchy when I think of Capricorn. You're so, till your current job is like so Capricorn, but to move away from it and move into a more flowing creative state where you're working less and making more or, you know. Exactly. Making your, like, almost like working smarter, not harder would lean into Cancer and, and Scorpio in your chart too, I feel like, so. For sure, yes. I also think that you're super right with that because a huge reason for me eventually wanting to work for myself and I will find this funny is that I was, I was talking to another astrologer friend and she was saying, I was telling her that when I think about my career goals and what I want to build, a lot of it is anchored in how do I want to show up as a mom in the future? Like what kind of parent do I want to be? Like I want to be able to be very present with my kids and therefore it would be really important for me to be able to work for myself or essentially, Mm -hmm. especially work from home because then I can have control over my schedule and I can be like, even that Aries energy that you were saying, like, okay, I'll work really hard three days and then like one day I'll just like check out and not feel that like I have to be the same every single day Mm -hmm. so yeah and there's like the cancer moon pole right which is like I want to be a great mom and then the fifth house north node and leo as well yeah I was just looking at that because I feel like that that's an amazing placement to have but I also was thinking about how my mom she's an Aries sun cancer moon cancer rising and I always was really confused about how she lived her life because she, you know, she works for herself. She has a private practice and she just like, didn't, didn't work on Wednesdays and Fridays, but she like did like, there was one day that she would just take off in the middle of the week and go see like a foreign film in the city and like do nothing or like take herself out to lunch. And then on Friday she would like catch up on calls. So she was still working, but she, she did that. And what I didn't do when I first launched my readings was I booked readings every day. I was talking to like two to three people a day. There was one day I did four, I was working on the weekends. And now I do what my mom does. I do, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then I catch up on my other business things the other days. And that's like, I feel like the way that the best kind of like flowing and like mothering and also balancing like your life, like your work, work-life balance is like so shown in that kind of, you know, structure. Yes. But unrelated to that, I was looking at your Leo North Node in the fifth house, which is so fun because that's associated with Leo to begin with. Yes. Um, and people with Leo North Node are here to be in the spotlight. Like you're here to be recognized and to share your work and to express it. This is so lucky. Like I feel like, like Beyonce has a Leo North Node. Like people could be really famous with this placement. Um, I don't even know how I know that. I feel like I learned that a lot of celebrities had it and I was really looking everyone up. Um, mm-hmm. But you have spent a lot of lifetimes in your Aquarius South Node. So you were aligned to different organizations, like doing things that are more humanitarian or environmentally conscious, or, or you were doing a lot of things, but no one knew you were doing them. Like you were just kind of like behind the scenes. And I feel like you're used to doing that now. And you might've felt before uncomfortable in the spotlight, but you're meant to like share your work, own a business that's very entrepreneurial, to be visionary, to like having a podcast is so Leo North Node, like sharing your voice is so Leo North Node. So you definitely have a lot of luck on your side. Like your chart is so entrepreneurial. You can do pretty <laughs> much 
your Mars in Scorpio, it's gonna it's gonna keep you going. It's also like your your Taurus second house. Like it, everything is like flowing so well in your chart. Your Gemini in the third house, like everything is working so well. Like you can just go full time at any point, and I think the universe will catch you. Like truly, like <laughs> everything is like at home. Cancer's in the fourth house. Gemini's in the third house. Leo's in the fifth house. Like everything is so at home. It's so cool to see. So. Thank you. Ah, that was like a boost of confidence that no, so didn't know I needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll look at some of my other friends' charts who are also content creators or like in the social media space and they'll have like a stellium in the third house or they'll have like mm-hmm. a Leo midheaven. And I'm like, you're meant to be doing this. Um, but then I would look at my own chart and I wouldn't see that, you know? Oh, I, I feel like it's, if I was like doing a chart reading and I pulled it up before and like didn't even know what you were doing, I would have already guessed entrepreneur. So it is very like inherent to your chart, like what I'm seeing. With Aries um, also, I feel. Like Aries, like- also Gemini, love, like it's, you know, the planet of communication that rules it. it. I think of podcasts and talking and writing. You've got your Gemini Venus in the third house. So I feel like that's a really cool place for to have too. Also yeah, Taurus is- the house is very abundant. Like I think that's such an abundant placement. I think that you've figured out the flow of money in a way that like you spend money, like, you know, they have to like mm-hmm. spend money to achieve it. Yes. You spend more than your like other earth sign friends and yet you get it back to people. Like you're very abundant. Um, <laughs> That's super true. Doors is like always have like a, a flow of packages. Like your Aries rising is a little impulsive too. So like you're always buying yourself cute little gifts, but you're also like set. You're not, you're not concerned. Like, I'm not worried. Yeah, like, I was talking to my boyfriend about this. I was like, uh, he's, like, the the stingy one, and I'm the one that's, like, I feel abundant. He So he has his son in the sixth house, which is a Virgo-ruled house, and he's a Gemini. And so, and then with my Gemini Venus, that works really well. That's a really cute match in Sinastri when someone's, like, Venus matches someone else's sun sign, or the moon and sun, too. Yeah, and then he has the Leo moon on my north node. And he, his rising is Capricorn. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, it like It's like not the same, but it's very complimentary, which is really cool. Yeah, for and, sure. And then he also has a Cancer Venus. Oh, so everything's just kind of like matching up really nicely. That's really cute. Um, I feel like you guys have like different love languages that somehow like blend and come together. Like I feel like Gemini and Cancer Venus are so different but then your cancer moon comes into play and his Gemini sun comes into play. So it really makes sense. It like balances Um, out. Yeah, definitely. Gemini sun though is really cool and fun because I feel like it's, I think of Gemini as like, I love Gemini energy. I don't know why there's so much Gemini out there. Gemini, Venus, I think that's a very humbling one. I don't, if I saw it in a birth chart of someone I was seeing, I would be like, I don't know about that one, but I feel like it's really fun. (laughs) Or it, it's a it's a red flag for my <laughs> for others it's good I feel like when you first started dating your boyfriend I feel like you guys have dated for a while but like maybe in the initial stages of dating he was like too much maybe he was like cancer <laughs> Venus was like let's do this and your Gemini Venus was like wait 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 wait, wait. we go on another day we see how we feel let's go on a third date and see how we feel like you wanted things to be more spacious because you feel easily suffocated but I also think it's funny that you have the cancer moon because I feel like you want space when you want it. So <laughs> yeah. I want space, I want space. You have to respect it. But then sometimes like if, you know, if he ever was like, I want space, he'd be like, why? Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so it, it's like, it's a very interesting combination because you get easily overwhelmed. 
by codependent, yeah. you also like lean into it at times. So Gemini Venus is like funny. I feel like I'm way too much for Gemini Venus in a chart. Although like the rest of your chart like matches up. But if I was like dating someone who had like a lot of Gemini placements, I would totally be too much for them. It'd be a humbling experience for sure. No, for sure. And so it's very different. Scorpio Venus, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, Cause I mean, I feel like my, my Gemini Venus being in the third is also like a lot about when I have podcasts, I love having guests. Like I love having people coming yeah. to the podcast and like having cool conversations with people. I feel like yeah. that's a lot of the way it comes through. I also just like love taking courses and learning and reading. And I, but I think that's also some of the Sagittarius energy. I think it's definitely both, but I feel like you're so, it's such a curious sign to have Gemini. And I feel like it's fun to date a Gemini because you get to talk about all the things that you want to talk about. And like, you want like a conversation that snowballs for three hours. Like you want a Socratic seminar where you're like, you know, I always say that like a Gemini Venus wants to like, you know, say you watched a movie with someone that you're dating. Like you want to then talk about it after you want to be like, Hey, like that was like, what you crazy about time and space. Tell me what you thought. Like if you just sent someone, like if you just sent your boyfriend, like a TikTok or a quote or a book page or whatever, and he just hearted it, you'd be like, what is this? Like you want him to be like, that was a really smart take, but I would thought of it this way. Here's my interpretation. And then you're like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like you want to talk about it you want a Socratic seminar and that's what your Gemini Venus wants and someone who's like, and I think you get it, but if you're dating a Gemini who's also curious, wants to like, and it's not pretentious either, but just wants to tear things apart from like an intellectual way. Like you love mental puzzles in some way or another. Yeah, that's funny. But I, I don't feel like my boyfriend's like that because I feel like because he has a Gemini Mercury as well. But he's more like, okay, let's talk about the next thing. Like, you know, it's it's like less like let's dive deep into this, but let's like just yeah. talk about many different things very fast. Well, yeah, that that's like more, I guess, Gemini just multitask, but I do feel like you want the depth of the yeah. instrument. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. And what do you think is the difference in love languages in that case? I feel like it's hard to tell like what wins out. So I'd want to, I'd want to know like what was in his like first house or whatever, but just knowing what I know now, I would think that for you, I think words of affirmation would be really important because for sure. In Gemini. Um, but I feel like for his cancer Venus, for you. I feel like he wants to coexist. Like he wants like physical touch and coexisting. Like say you guys are cuddling, like he's thinking, I care about you, I love you, but he's not saying it because you guys are cuddling. So it's obvious to his Cancer Venus. And you're like, you're like, I love you, say it back. And he's like, obviously I love you over cuddling. <laughs> you know, it's like, it feels like narrating the moment. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm that way. I feel like words of affirmation are narrating a moment. And I'm like, we're just saying the same thing twice. But I yes. think it's, I realized that like, you know, I'm dating a Leo Moon who wants more of the like verbal stuff. So I've, I've learned to narrate my own thoughts, but I feel like you want someone to like say more things than they're saying. Okay, yes. Angela's chart, which is happening. This is, oh, this is his chart. chart. Oh, okay. I was like, what just, <laughs> just occurred here? Yeah, yeah, my okay. chart's here. The C is like his Cancer Venus in the seventh as well. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, I do feel like that really wins out. Like he, he also just like doesn't always want to go on like a date, you know? Like he doesn't want to go to like a restaurant and like, whatever and I know exactly you know your Aries rising is like no tell me that I should be ready at seven on Friday so that I can think about my outfit all week like that's what you want and he's like he loves just like being in the same space as you he's 
reading and you're editing a podcast and then like he's writing an email and you're doing this like coexisting feels really good for his cancer venus and you're like you're like babe take me out on a real date and he's like we've hung out every night this week we have quality time and you're like no that's not quality time and it's like that's the disconnect there wish everyone who was listening to this podcast could see my face throughout it because I'm just laughing the whole time. It's so fun too. Like I've like pulled up, like I've been in a bar and just like met a couple and just like pulled up their charts and been like, okay, so here's what you want, but then you do this. And it's like hilarious because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know like if it's true or not, but I'm just reading it and it's funny to see your reactions. Oh, it's yeah, so that, true. That's where I think the the different love languages come out to play but I also feel like you match up where you both are super like homebody energy like if you you're like you're dating someone who if you were like should we stay in like yeah they're not gonna be no we gotta hit, we gotta hit the town they're like oh my god can we order from our favorite place and then you guys just like burrow and watch a movie like, exactly and that's exactly what happens exactly he's a lot more of a homebody than I admit that I am like he is and owns it and like doesn't mind just laying in the couch all week your Aries rising it's like no 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 we're we're the Aries rising like that's who we are to the world and it's like no let's go (laughs) I love that and I also feel like cap rising is so grounding like I feel like they calm me down together in some way and kind of yeah like I feel like it's a really grounding presence for your cancer moon like definitely Um, definitely he's like the logical one and I'm like let's just dream with my Jupiter in my first house (laughs) like let's just let's just be idealistic I love that um and then wait is this this is yours this is mine again wait go back to his for a second I just want to see what another thing okay he's got his moon oh okay Leo moon in the eighth house I won't I won't dive into that that is a (laughs) That was interesting. Um, okay. Scorpio midheaven. Oh, wait, sorry. Virgo. <laughs> North node connect, conjunct. It. Yeah, that's super fun. Okay, let me look at the next one. Libra. Okay. There's Chiron and Libra. So he's healing through relationship experiences. We love that. I have a Chiron and Libra too. Um, like you might be the first person he's dated or just second. the first, like, second. But like just it's like a very... It's a very intense, I think, Chiron when it comes to romance. And then he's got, you know, the Sag in the 12th house. So I feel like anyone with 12th house or 8th house placements, which he has both, like wants to kind of cut through the surface, talk about interesting things. So I feel like you guys can share, like, I feel like you talk about a lot of spirituality things with him. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to, I'm going to join you on the journey. And like, let, like, you can say anything to him. Like you could be like, I think we choose our parents and then we pop into the earth. And, and you'd just be like, sure. Yeah, like, okay, let's explore that. I don't really know why you're saying that, but like, let's unpack what you're saying. Like, yeah. he's down to like go along with it, which I think is a fun, <laughs> a fun placement to have. And yeah. yeah, I feel like there's, I mean, there's so many, so many things are like, yeah, it's cute that he's got the Aries in the fourth house. So it's like, maybe you feel like a very homey presence to him or there's like mm-hmm. some sort of, familiar so fun fact we're actually family friends oh really okay wait that's so cute so you guys were friends for a while and then started dating or yeah like our parents are really close friends our moms met when they were kids and then like we've always been like mutual crushes to each other but like unaddressed Mm -hmm. and then eventually we started dating oh wow that's really cool and I feel like that kind of like 
that's cute to see like the fourth house connections of like family and I'm sure there would be more if I like looked at the angles but that's really cool to see and I was gonna say like I feel like Taurus loves the whole like friends to lovers trope like like there's a lot of every Taurus and Taurus Venus is like we're just friends and then it's like everyone's like yes are you like no we're just friends and like you guys start dating eventually like a year or two or three later and everyone's like I knew it you're like you're genuinely surprised you're like I can't believe things turn out this way and everyone's like we all we all saw it so feel really comfortable at first and have a friend and know that you can like have a friendship with someone that's not just like you just want to know that that there's like that comfort and stability there and then you would explore romance but it's cool that you like had that like friends to lovers like actually come into play which is really cool for sure wow. yeah I also love reading books that are friends to lovers like that's yeah. my kind of favorite kind of book to read I feel like I always think of like zodiac signs and tropes so like the friends to lovers one is so Taurus for Capricorn it's like the I hate everyone but you trope like Capricorn rising where it's like we gotta escape this party like everyone is so annoying let's 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 have our own time like it's like I just read a book that was so Capricorn in that way. So it's fun to see like, all of Sally Rooney's books are so Scorpio. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of like tropes that come out to play when it comes to books. And then I look up the yes. author and it always makes sense. Like, really? I love that. I've been that. able to get authors' zodiac signs just by like reading a book and being like, Have you read so um, Colleen Hoover's books? Yes, I have. I've never really considered what her sign is. Like now that I'm talking, it feels very Sagittarius. But let me think. I like recently read It Ends With Us, which is one of my favorite books that I've read recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wonder if you, I don't know if you read it before, but I feel but like you I read It Ends With Us, Verity and um, Regretting You. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I, I feel like there's some Scorpio I too. I Sagittarius, but also like, yeah, like I really can't think, like that was the first thing that popped into my head. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, we, we, we can search it after. But there's something very, like, she doesn't write, like, an earth sign. She doesn't write, like, a, you know, like, an air sign. There's something, like, very distinctly, like, Sagittarius about the way that she approaches subjects. So I think, yes. I think we'll, we will verify that after this podcast. So please hold. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, amazing. I'm just going to stop sharing and we can continue the conversation. But thank you for doing that. That was literally so fun. I haven't laughed that hard <laughs> in a while. It was, I, I just love how on point you were about everything. Like you truly have a gift for sure. Thank like, you. It's so fun. It's like, I love doing them like on the fly. Cause obviously there's more like in-depth things that I can say that are far more like, you know, just not just like so surface level, but it's fun to just open a chart and be like, okay, like here's everything that I'm seeing. And that's, I think the fun part of, you know, I was a self-taught astrologer. I've always talked to like friends or people that I know. So I, I know that I'm basing it on something. I don't know if I'm reaching, but at this point I've talked to like so many people since February, like maybe 300 at this point. And I don't know anything about them. I just jump on the call and I'm like, who is this Let's person? do it. Let's just talk through it. Like it's a book and just start like reading it really slowly. So yeah, really I love it. I like, I'm a self-taught astrologer too. Not like for as long as you've been. Cause I started really diving in a little bit over two years ago. So I know a good amount, but I haven't done like 300 chart readings. So like, I feel like once you get that level of like, yeah, you start experience, like, just like, you know, 
yeah, it really helps in that sense. <laughs> exactly. I was laughing when you were talking about being at a bar and just like randomly doing it to people because when I um, was graduating college, I had learned a lot about astrology and I would just be like at random frat parties and I would just be like, oh, like I love astrology, la la la. And, I, and then they'd be like, no, like what? Like astrology? And I'd be like, what's your birth time? Like, let's see if I can get something. Yeah. And then they'd be like, how, how do you know this about me? Like how what <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like I've like convinced maybe 50 to 50 percent of the people that I talk to just by like opening their chart just saying random things about it but I also have people that I'll never convince but I'm definitely the person at a bar who's like what's your sign or I'm like yeah. I don't know what to talk about I just start talking about astrology because it's such a great icebreaker even if I'm wrong it helps me like understand for the future oh this energy manifests in this way this is helpful but it also just like get someone to tell you about themselves, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I have this like all about in my, on my website's like our story page, but I talk all about how astrology is like a new form of connection. And it's yeah. just like a theme to see as like, I just feel like there's such a huge cultural shift that's happened. Like even when I first started astrology, like no one knew about it. Now, if I even like every like boy who doesn't even know about astrology like knows what their sun moon and rising is at this point they're just like apparently I'm a, a Capricorn moon or apparently I'm this and like everyone just knows it I and love it too that shift of interest or prevalence like it's just so prevalent right now I know I totally relate to that and even just virtually in general I've noticed how because of TikTok I think hugely as well like the talk about manifestation or law of attraction all of that like when I was a freshman in college that was when I first watched The Secret and like my mom told me to watch it and I learned about it and it kind of evolved from there and my spiritual awakening really happened in quarantine but I always oh, knew wow. what manifestation was and I knew how to manifest like a seat at the library or like random things like that but no one knew like I told like two friends about it and they both watched the secret and they were like whoa like this changed my life but it wasn't like a topic where people just say like, oh yeah, I manifested it. And like, you would know what that means, you know? They, like, they just like say the word, like I, I haven't gone through a day where I don't hear the word, like I manifested this or I'm manifesting this. And it's so, it is really cool to see. And it's also cool to hear that you've had your spiritual awakening during quarantine. I feel like that was an awakening for a lot of people. Like my awakening was like 2019, but it's been like you know, consistently, like every year is like another theme of some sort. And it kind of reinforces the fact that like, I wanted to start Cosmic Latte in 2018. Like I wanted to start it, but I wasn't even an astrologer there. I just had the name. I just was like, oh, Cosmic Latte exists. And then it, it slowly, I feel like the world started shifting in a way that started to match what it was meant to become, but it like took that divine timing to get there. But I've always felt like I like manifested no like this time yeah this time. and I think the the beautiful thing about manifestation is that like, at least something I've learned about it is that sometimes all it takes is literally just being a thought and just being like that would be cool and yeah. like letting it go and then eventually it kind of comes back yeah and and I love that yeah I think for me like the first connection I had to spirituality was the secret in between freshman and sophomore year of college and then my real rude awakening was like halfway through junior year so it was a little bit later. Have some sort of like really distinct like wake up call from something. Like for me, it was a karmic cycle. And I was like, we're just, this is like a cosmic loop. Like what is happening? And then I started being like, what is like, I, I think that was the first like moment where I was aware of 
my life in a way that wasn't like, why is this happening to me? But what is this trying to show me? So I'm curious, like what, what was that thing that happened that made you like kind of have that next step after the secret or if yeah. it's personal, general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, I mean, it was like onset of the quarantine. Like I was, I think the, the biggest moment I can pinpoint was like quarantine started. I was abroad and I had to come back home. I was also like, I had a lot of toxicity in my life based on like my own behaviors. Like I was really struggling in college, like a lot of heavy partying, a lot of just Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, like self-sabotaging and not speaking my truth. And it just all kind of came crashing down. Whereas like quarantine came and I was like, I can't be social. What's the point of like partying? Like, let me, I had to be still, like it forced me to Mm -hmm. be still. And then I read The Power of Now, which is- Love it, love that book, yes. Life-changing book. And that's what opened my eyes to like letting go of the past and like kind of just being present with what is and how you can be better for the future instead of just like justifying or blaming what's happening now in the past Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of what transformed everything for me and I had also just gone through a breakup so it was all that together and and also in the end of 2019 I had read a report that because astrology really went hand in hand with me for my awakening I had read a report at the end of 2019 that was like a preview of the astrology of 2020 and I remember they were like in March the stock like something with the stocks might happen financials it might mirror 2008 blah 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 like a lot of world related things I don't remember exactly how it expressed it but it was about the Capricorn energy and the Sally and Capricorn that was happening and I was like okay like let's see what it happens Uh, let it go and then in March when the stocks were crashing I remembered and I pulled it back up and I was like this is real like this there is something to astrology and then I really started diving into my chart I downloaded this app called sanctuary and I started having these like on the go readings where I was like what's happening right now and how is that affecting me and that's kind of how it evolved yeah okay sanctuary is that like sanctuary world on Instagram because I think Mm -hmm. I called and they follow me back and I'm like, that's an honor. They're like such a huge account. But um, I think it's interesting that you take it with you in an app and are able to, like, are you looking at like predictive stuff where you're like, okay, what are the, what's the energy I'm working with now? What's coming down the line sort of thing? Yeah, basically they have, like, you can pay on the go. Like you should actually get in contact with them. It's, it, it would be something you'd be interested for your business as well, because essentially what you do is you talk to an astrologer for like 15 minutes 30 minutes however long you want on the go and then they look up at your chart and you can ask a question related to career or finance or like life path and then they can just give you insight and you like essentially text them for a few minutes and they have it for psychic readings too so it's a cool app it's like it's kind of interesting though because for me what I'm trying to do eventually like this is what I'm building is not to build another astrology brand that tells people things because I feel like they already exist and they're doing them like this is doing it such in such a great way but I want to like tell people how to do it for themselves like be like okay like when the sun is in your 10th house of career like this is a great time to think about like I want to like empower people to give themselves like little mini readings and let astrology empower their lives because it's really helped me where I'm like I had to set up a brainstorm session for this creative agency I'm working with, like for product ideas. And they're like, when do you want to meet? And I was like, well, the full moon (laughs) hits like my, you know, 
my career house and my fourth house. And I feel like I'm going to have a bunch of ideas flowing. So I'm going to do it on Tuesday. And like, it felt like such a great session right there. So I think that if people for their business or for their lives or whatever, are able to like look things up and like predict, it would be a really cool shift. I totally agree. And I think astrology for self-empowerment, for self-awareness is just Mm -hmm. so huge. Like I agree on my own side as well. Just like knowing my chart has helped me understand myself. Yes. Yes. And understand how shadow work, like reflection, even I feel like it's like a different like language. Like instead of saying all the words to describe, like instead of you having to be like, this is how I I process emotions. This is how I experience the world. For you to just be like, I'm a cancer moon. I'm like, say no more, say no more. Like we got it. Like it's such a great way to communicate. And yeah, it like makes me think of like, there was this New Yorker article that was all about how in the eighties or like something, the nineties, like Freud was like a huge thing. And everyone at a party would go and talk about like their super id and ego and like id, whatever. And everyone knew that. And now you go to a party and everyone knows this it's thing about rising. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, it's a kind of like a shortcut. It's like, hey, here's this thing about me. This language is like this like shortcut for it. Like here, now you know that I'm this, like tell me about yourself. And it's like such a great way to like match it up because yes. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's such yes. a beautiful way to communicate at this point. And yeah. And then one of my favorite things is also like in family as well as like a huge way to understand your own family also just like uh, observing the, the, aries, so say no that's more. you yep oh my that god is my three leos and an aries <laughs> my family is um my mom's a cancer my dad's a leo my brother's aquarius and then Ooh. i'm taurus but my brother is a taurus rising and a taurus moon and my mom's an aquarius moon mm-hmm. and then i'm a cancer moon yeah, yeah yeah and then like my brother has leo in his fourth house and I have yeah. cancer in my fourth house and that's both of our parents' signs. And then like, it's just like all these different, both of my parents are Libra risings and then I'm an Aries rising, which is like opposite. So it just really has helped me accept my family also and just understand like, okay, they're just being an Aquarius moon right now. Like, exactly. let me just exactly. let them be an Aquarius moon. Or they're like, he's just a Leo. Like, let him, let him do his thing, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, like, it's so cool to just like, understand the why behind other people and also I like explain parts of yourself through like I feel like I feel like the reason astrology is popular is because it's like this new form of connection and like it cuts through the surface really quickly like I've had such deep conversations with my family or with friends or with new people that I just met when I take it a step further and I mention astrology it's like this objective thing that feels like it's removed from you because it's like the planets. So you're able to talk about things in a way that's less personal. Like I feel like you're able to see your family more objectively and you're able to like take it from a seat of awareness and then, you know, think about yourself more objectively where, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of fun to get roasted for astrology and accept your shadow. Like I, I know all the shadow that I have and I know all the light of it. And like, it's fun to, I don't know, just be more comfortable talking about like the good and the bad. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think it's really helpful to understand like the shadow and the light of every sign. Like whenever I walk through charts with people when I'm doing like an actual birth chart reading, like the way I used to do it a lot would be like, okay, let's talk about like your sun in XYZ. Here's Mm -hmm. a light of this sign. Here's a shadow of this sign. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, learning about both so that you can then like grow from the shadow too. 
And also mm-hmm. accepting your shadow and being like, yeah, that yeah. can be a way that's can manifest, but I can also like, work easy, towards the light. You know, like say like you're like with your friends and you pull up their chart and you see that they have like a certain placement. Like it's easy for you to then be like, well, I've noticed like this pattern, your romantic experiences, it must be coming from this. Like I've noticed it in my chart like this, instead of just like to your friend being like, I don't know, just something really harsh or blunt. Like it feels like this, like this mutual like bridge of like, okay, like we're talking about it through like understanding, like it's understanding. And like, it's not, it's not like a blame game or something like people are almost proud of their placements. I love my cancer moon. I love my Leo sun. I love my Virgo placements. I know what their shadow is, but it, like, I'm still proud of the shadow. Cause I know that that's like part of me and I will navigate it. So I think it almost gives people ownership to be like, yeah, I'm a Libra and I love all the, you know, the angles of it. I love all the angles of Scorpio and so on. So exactly, exactly. It's such a good way to connect. And I, I always love when my, like some of my friends, um, they'll just text me and just be like, what's going on right now? Like, can you just look up my chart and tell me what's going on? Yes. And they're always friends that I haven't caught up with in a formal way. And I'm like, even if I have no idea what's going on in your life, it's so cool that you're turning to me and being like, hey, like what's happening in my life? I'm going through this major transition and we just get to catch up. And like, I always like, you know, respond where I'm like, well, this is in retrograde or like, this is hitting your, you know, your this house. house or like, you know, and it's like cool to have that be like a way to connect. Like, I feel like all of my closest friendships are the ones where I get to talk about astrology and it's like a language. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the language of the stars and it's cool to be able to like everyone interprets it differently obviously um and it's fun to like share my interpretation with the world and like have other people like it's fun to even read an astrology book it's fun to talk about astrology with people because i don't know if you experienced this but not a lot of people can have a full conversation about astrology yeah and you might be the person that knows the most in it in the conversation so it must be mm-hmm. fun to come across someone on who your knows the same amount so then you get to just like talk about it. It's like this new little, like it attracts your soul, your soul family in a lot of ways too. For so. sure. Like I, I feel like with my, I have a couple of friends that I can like think of on the top of my mind that I'm like, if I call them and I'm like, I'm learning about like my Neptune in Aquarius yeah. and this is what I learned or like when the moon is in whatever right now, like, how are you feeling? Or like, how's the yeah. full moon affecting you? Or like, how are you feeling this retrograde? Or even yeah. if it's like even more specific about the chart, yeah it's just like I don't have to explain like they already know and they live that way too it's so yeah it feels so like uniquely just I don't know it just feels like a different plane of like communicating I think and I'm confident that if I learned human design or study the Enneagram or personality test like in general they would all match up like I do feel like astrology is like a personality test but you didn't have to take the test you could just look at your chart Mm -hmm. and I in my readings always try to match what someone would get in a Myers-Briggs if they took it versus like what their chart says. But I do feel like even those who are not into astrology, but they love human design, there's so much value in being able to like communicate in that language. I just feel like it's different dialects for the same thing. Like I've read yes. human design things where I'm like, no, they're just a Leo moon and Sagittarius. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I know that I think of it in this way. So exactly. and and I feel like I've always loved those tests I was thinking about this yesterday I think it was on my walk how I love all of those like I love learning about my Myers-Briggs and I love learning about my human design and I've always enjoyed understanding myself through different lenses 
but I feel like astrology for me is the one I gravitate the most to yeah as well so yeah oh my gosh amazing your Mars and Scorpio would totally love like exploring tarot and same with your cancer moon like that would be a fun yes I love the oracle like I do oracle cards but I don't know as much about the tarot I have to learn still yeah but I also just feel like Scorpio Mars just wants to like understand how the human mind works how people work like psychology yeah Yeah. (laughs) like like oh looky like psychoanalyzing (laughs) literally when I see Virgo in a chart or Scorpio I'm like personality test let's talk about them like here's how it matches up and if they don't have it then I don't mention them but yeah I love that I love that so much and before we dive into some rapid fire questions I know we when we were talking about spiritual awakenings you mentioned like oh was there like a moment for you could you just tell a little bit about what that was like for you um I I feel like it's like such a long story so I don't want to ramble but it basically was like this um experience in my life where like it was like a romantic experience which I felt like was going like in a cosmic loop like the same thing would happen I would react the same way and then the same resolution would happen like the same thing would happen and then it would start again and keep going in circles and there was a certain point where I was like how many times will I go in a circle until I realize I'm going in a circle and I for the first time in my life I didn't even know anything about universe signs or speaking with the universe in any way I just was like universe give me a really obvious sign that's bad if I shouldn't keep going with this and a really obvious sign that's good you know if I should keep going and like I had horrible flight experience like was delayed and like stranded in New York and like had just like the worst travel experience and I usually consider myself very lucky and like things don't like I don't usually have that kind of experience like I I don't know I was really (laughs) thrown off by it and then I was like looking up like bad omens and it was trouble and this happened and I was like that's so weird and then I (laughs) started just like thinking about it and I started for an entire year just asking the universe for signs I'd be like okay I asked for like very specific like here's not a bad thing that's actually happening to me but show me this if I shouldn't do this show me this if this is the right direction and I started to like have this like language unfold where right now I feel like I don't ask any questions I just like see something and I just already know what it means I feel like I like I'm in this constant conversation with it but before I'd be so shocked to be like oh my god I've seen this. It must be a coincidence. And then I'd see it six <laughs> like, oh my God, it's not a coincidence. It was just like so crazy to me. And I, I think it just took that one experience that didn't even matter. It was like a blip in my life romantically. Like it wasn't anything important, and, but it just showed me that it wasn't ever about another person. It, everything was kind of like a mirror back to me and showing me like what was happening and what I needed to work on myself with. So I don't know. It's been super interesting ever since then because I feel like I've just been studying a bunch of subjects since then like I did the universe signs then I did numerology then I did like more like a spiritual like what do I think like my spiritual beliefs are and then it's just been like different cycles for months yeah it's like we have like different awakenings always yeah and like this is what I'll end on saying but I think it's so cool I have a friend who's psychic and I always ask her just lots of questions like Mm -hmm. I think it's cool to I have a lot of like resistance to booking with just anyone who's a psychic medium or psychic, even though I'm so into it, I just get nervous about it. I'm like, is it real? And then with my friend, I just like text her things and it's always spot on. (laughs) And she has always been such a proponent of Cosmic Latte. And December of 2020, I remember texting her being like, Cosmic Latte, is it self-care? Is it lifestyle? Like, what are we, what is it? What is it about? And she was like, I feel like you're an astrologer. And I was like, 
I don't think I'm an astrologer per se. And she was like, no, I think that you're a predictive astrologer. And I was like, no. And she's like, no, you talk about astrology. It's all you think about. I think that's what you do in cosmology. And I was like, Mm-mm, that's where you're wrong. And then, you know, now it's all about astrology. And I had this thought a year ago where I was like, but I'm not doing predictive astrology. I'm just doing like astrology readings. I'm not predicting anything. And then something called me to buy this huge book that's all about predictive astrology. And now I'm seeing like the path unfold really slowly. So it's really cool to just like look back on the spiritual journey and see like each awakening point that's like, here's who you're becoming very, very slowly. Yeah, Ah. it's very cool to see. Um, Yeah, well, I love that. And I always think about that too. Like in a few years, when I look back at where I'm at now, I'll see how everything led me to that future point. And I'll see how all the steps kind of were traced, but I love that. And I feel like I used to be really scared of psychic readings as well. But ever since I've had my like first few experiences with it, I just, I'm obsessed. Like I love it. And especially working with mediums too. I think it's so interesting. And the asking for signs as well. Like Mm -hmm. I, I read this book called signs, the secret language of the universe. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but that's what the book is about. Right. And she talks a lot about how to ask for signs. You can say like, show me a green three-leaf clover if I'm supposed to do XYZ. You're like, show me a unicorn or show me a yeah, lion. That's what I was doing for, you know, all of 2019. I was like, show me this, show me that. And now I'm just like, I see like five, 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 like everywhere for a week. And I'm like, okay, I'm fairly warned. Like I know that change is around the corner. I'm, I'm like, I get it. And it's like, it's more of like a, instead of like a like noticing. Me, a green smiley face like I just start to notice the conversations that are happening in my life yes smudges, like everything is kind of like pushing me and like molding it you just have to pay attention um, like noticing the synchronicities exactly like you can go through life not knowing the synchronicities and just have the same experience but it's cool to see the synchronicities and then start to like have that be an empowering yes. decision yeah. it's so funny yeah would you just be like oh like should I move to New York next and then like everyone you meet is from New York or like yeah. random things like that you know exactly. I really think it's beautiful how the universe communicates and I feel like we could literally talk for hours and this episode yeah. could end up being like three hours so I'll have to have you come back at some point again um Gemini mid-heaven I'm sorry I'm done I'm done <laughs> no literally like I would keep talking to you for forever so we would definitely would have to do a, a part I two know, at some point um but thank you so much for coming on we'll do some quick rapid fire questions uh, that I do with every guest. So I hope you find them fun. So the first one is, speaking of lattes, do you prefer coffee or matcha? Coffee, for sure. What's your coffee order? Usually like an oat milk cold brew or like latte with some sort of like hazelnut flavoring. Mm, that sounds so good. I love that. And do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? I feel like my brain just like holds so many quotes like I pulled them out during my readings and I'm like I'm being such a Virgo but like (laughs) in terms of what I live by I feel like I don't know I don't have like a quote that I live by but I do have quotes that I oh I do have I do have a good quote that I do live by it's a quote that I came across a while ago that was like all about having like a moment to moment dance I feel like that kind of connects to like the power of now but it was basically being like I can't find the quote, but it was basically saying how like, once you accept that life is a moment to moment dance, like start to like lean into the dance, like start to like experience the moment of like going from one to the next, instead of being so in your head about the future, the past. So it just helps you like release the stories and the narratives and just like kind of ride the wave of the moment. Like just- I love it. That's so cute. I love that. And I really like the idea of living life as a dance because 
if you think about dancing, right, like dancing is always present. Like when you're dancing, you're like connected to your body, you're connected to the music, you're connected to the now and like it's flow. Exactly. And it's just, it's a nice way to think of things when I'm spiraling and thinking about all the things that I, oh, actually, this is actually a good quote that I do live by now that I've learned it, but it was basically like, instead of focusing on potentially making the wrong choice, figure out how to make the choice that you made the right choice. I have a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I need to like pull a bunch of tarot cards. I need to figure out like what the best thing for me to do is. And it's like, there's a multiverse of opportunities. Like if you really mess it up so badly, like you will figure out how to make it the right choice and get yourself back on track. Like there's no way to mess up your life. You can't just be paralyzed from making the choice yourself because that's the whole point. You have to make the choice yourself. So yeah, my decision paralysis for sure. Yeah, I love that. How to make the choice you made the right choice. Exactly. Cause I just get so anxious. I'm like, what if I chose the wrong thing? What if I, you know, I don't know, like there's Same. countless anxiety moments. So I think it really just helps me, um, just like recenter and be like, okay, it's not, it's not that deep. It's not that spiritual. Like we can just make decisions and see what we're It's like <laughs> cancer moon, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's also like your Virgo rising, just like overthinking. It's totally like my Virgo placements that are so, it's my Virgo Venus. Like everything is so anxious when it comes to relationships or making life decisions. Like ever since I embrace spirituality, I feel like I over rely on it sometimes where I spiral and I'm like, but what if I'm not meant to do this? And like, I just like, don't trust my gut. And it just helps mm-hmm. me be like, make the choice to make it right. Figure out what happens. Go from there. And yeah me right now as I try to find a new apartment it's like okay I can't really like fuck that up like I find an apartment <laughs> I like it and then see where it goes from there can I swear on here yeah Sorry. of course yeah 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 <laughs> um and then the next question is do you have any books that you would recommend to anyone listening that have shaped you like related to astrology or not anything so I I feel like I have different book recommendations for different signs but if you're listening to this and you have like um Scorpio and Aquarius in your chart if you have like a Scorpio moon Scorpio rising whatever it is I highly recommend reading Sally Rooney's books if you have Pisces in your chart or Capricorn this will feel better for the Pisces but be more of like a wake-up call for the Capricorns read The Body Keeps Score I think that was like such a powerful book like I don't know if you read it, but I really want to read that one. It's, it's so good. I like read so many books last year and during quarantine, cause I used to not read it all. And then I just got like all into it. If you're a cancer placement or Scorpio placement, but especially cancer and you love to, I don't know why, but I love to like, I love the emotion of like pity and like kind of wallowing a little bit. I think it's my cancer moon. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I like to pity the characters in the book. I want to be sad. Like, I feel like your cancer moon is like, I haven't cried in a while. Let's read something sad. Let's watch <laughs> So if you want something sad for your cancer placement, a little life fucked me up. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then any Dolly Alderton book or Cheryl Strayed book is going to be amazing for um, Pisces placements, like Pisces Venus, Pisces... Did you read, um, oh, there was one that I read that I loved, Little Letters or something like that. What is it? Dear oh, Sugar? Like, beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I just finished it last night. I originally didn't like it. And then I got into it and I really loved it. 
Um, so highly recommend that I feel like it's such a Pisces book specifically because it, it, I don't know, it just felt so Pisces to read it. So I think <laughs> if you're Pisces, you'll definitely enjoy that. Yes. I love that. I love how you tied in the astrology into yes. the recommendations. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And then what makes you feel like your higher self? I feel like I feel most connected with my higher self when I'm creating without thinking about the success of it, the monetary value, the connection. I feel like there's a lot of flow that I can get into with Cosmic Latte, but I stop it at certain points when I think about like all the logistics of it and I start panicking about how to like actually make it happen. I feel like relaxing into it and being in a state of creation and flow is really helpful for me. And also recognizing that like rest and, you know, recharge is also part of the process. Like I feel connected when I'm just not in my girl boss mode and I'm just like relaxing and creating like that is yes, the feminine, is feminine, you know, business way to go. So I amazing. Really and then the last question is if someone did not hear anything about a conversation at all, and they just heard this part, what would you want to leave them with? Um, I think it's kind of what I said before. It's like, there are patterns that happen in life and we can, and this is not my original thought. I read like Novikov's books that were all about this. Like all of his books showed patterns about, you know, if you actually tuned into all the patterns that were in the narration, you'd be able to guess what the ending was. You would be able to guess what's about to unfold. But you also like didn't have to, like you could end this, the book and be like, that was a really beautiful, confusing novel. Now on to the next one. Or you could be like, wow, I'm understanding what's about to happen. I have like this empowering moment of like seeing what's to come and it's fate driven. So a lot of his books are about fate. And I feel like that's really scary for people at times. But if you ever feel like you want to understand about yourself, you don't have to do astrology. You could do human design. You could do personality tests. You could do shadow work. You can do anything, but pay attention because there are patterns literally everywhere. And I think that we miss them sometimes. And sometimes it's beautiful to tune into them and be able to like have a new understanding of where our life is going, where we're coming from. And yeah, I feel like, I don't know if I explained that. I love that. that. Yeah. Pattern for me. And and observing the patterns, observing repeating things and just being like, why? Like, how am I contributing to it as well? I think it's beautiful. I noticed this thing what is it showing me and like why is it happening I feel like it's so hard for us to what is it teaching me yeah that that's the best way to put it like there's so many teaching patterns all around us and we can use them or we don't have to but like I say that we use them because I love it as a Virgo so if you're listening to this and you are interested in having a better understanding of yourself why you do certain things why you have certain behaviors why certain situations manifest in your life like it could be really cool to dive into astrology or any other spiritual subjects that resonate with you you're amazing I have literally enjoyed this conversation so much and I just want to thank you for coming on the pod and it's just been so great I feel like it's the start of a new friendship which I love (laughs) so much for reaching out and this has been so much fun I know I rambled, but hopefully this episode isn't too long. It's okay. It's okay. Even if it's a little bit longer than usual, I feel like everyone will just be so looped into the conversation (laughs) that everyone will have listened to this point. So can you just plug yourself, tell people where they can find you if they want to work with you or just follow you? So my website is still in the works because, you know, got to set up the new readings and courses page, but you can find me at, at the cosmic latte underscore on Instagram. 
Um, I just hit 100K. So come like help me along that journey and we're going to hit the next milestone. But it's a big milestone for me. And then I also have a TikTok at the Cosmic Latte. Um, I feel like I'm a baby on TikTok and more comfortable with Instagram. So find me on either one. But I think Instagram is the main one at this point. And congrats on 100K. That's huge. Thank you. That's super exciting. It was like, I saw the Gemini season was hitting my 10th house of career. And then I gained 10K right when Gemini Oh my God. Literally any, any 10th house transit, sorry, before we close out, any 10th house transit, like literally whenever, like when we had all that energy in Capricorn, like literally all my TikToks were going viral. Like it's wild how that happens. And if you knew that, like you can just like plan, like I knew that it would be a great time to post. So I just posted the same things I normally do and just, it blew up. I also got promoted. I was like, this week is amazing. And now it's, now it's like, it's like it was a 10th house trend. Yeah, exactly. Now the 10th house is like coming to a close <laughs> season and we'll bring something new, but it was very fun. Amazing. Congrats. And everyone go follow Daniela and I will see you guys on the next episode. Amazing. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.